1: pittsburgh steelers fans welcome to another episode of steelers friday night six-pack i am your host as always tony defio and i thank you very much for joining me on this very lovely friday night i mean it's it was a lovely day all, all the way around in pittsburgh and it's just a lovely night it's gonna be a lovely weekend and i am not a meteorologist and you didn't come here for for the weather report but i just can't help it i can't help it i love mild and warm weather and uh, I'm enjoying myself right now. I think I got a little tan over the, during the week, walking and running. So life is good. And I hope life is good in your neck of the woods as well. And before I continue, as always, I'd like to please ask you to subscribe and like our Behind the still Curtain YouTube channel. Or should I say subscribe to and like our Behind the still Curtain YouTube channel. We bring you live shows each and every day and night, including this show. Uh, earlier, if you were tuning in, you saw Touchdown Under with Maddie Peverall and Mark Davison. We have The Hangover on Monday with Brian Anthony Davis. Yours truly and the great and very insightful Shannon White. We have The Scobro Show on Tuesday evening with Dave Schofield, one of our editors, and his big brother, Rich Schofield, who you will be seeing this regular season, doing the—I assume anyway—doing the, the, uh, uh, the reaction article, the, the the knee-jerk reaction. He did the—he did a great job during the draft, so uh, you'll, you'll have that to look forward to. He's probably going to do him during the preseason, so get ready. Only a couple months away. Wednesday we have, we have uh, know your enemy in in your regular season, but this time of year, the off season, it's the curtain call, and that's with Jeffrey Benedict the great jeffrey benedict and shannon thursday is the preview with jeff hartman dave Schofield, and our podcast producer that would be the great brian anthony davis and let's see is that all the live shows we have we have uh, bad language over the weekend we have shows q a sunday night we have we run the north with kevin tate I believe that's all of our live shows. I think I got them all this time. I think I didn't. If I didn't, you can remind me in the live chat or, or maybe Brian will remind me in the stern, stern uh, text. Nah, he's pretty cool, I'm just kidding. He won't do that as far as I know. And also, you know, if you're watching this uh, live on Facebook, then you know we're on Facebook. All those shows that you can catch on YouTube, you can also catch them on Facebook live. And as I always say, please be gentle Facebook in those comment sections it's it's a lovely weekend. You, you can't be angry, and of course you can catch all those shows after the fact. All of our live shows on any audio platform of your choosing. I personally like iHeartRadio, but we have we have Apple, Google, <clears throat> excuse me, Stitcher, uh, iTunes, you name it. Wherever you you can get podcasts, you can get our stuff in the audio f- uh, format. And we also have audio only shows that you, you can get each and every week, including. The Steelers half hour power hour with, with uh Chris Pugh, What you's talking about with Kyle Christ, Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman, uh, The Stat Geek with Dave Schofield, the Live Mike with Michael Beck, The War Room with Maddie Peverall, a whole host of shows. You can get those again, any audio platform of your choosing. So please check it out. Our our Oh and all, oh my gosh, how can I, I forget these, these poor kids every week. Jeremy Betts, Andrew Wilbar, the draft fix. My goodness, they do such a great job with the draft. This draft, this uh, past draft, the 2022 draft, and they're already working hard on the 2023 NFL draft. So Mel Kuyper, eat your heart out. They're coming for you. Check them out. You won't be sorry. All right, that's enough hype. That's enough hypo- hy- hy- hyperbole. Uh, and uh, please also check out Behind the Curtain, the website, our editorial side. We bring you news each and every day. We bring you film breakdown. We bring, we, we bring you breaking news. We bring you commentary. Anytime there's a breaking story, anytime there's a, a, a an important story, anytime there's a funny story, we'll have it for you. It's your one-stop shop for all your Steelers needs, so please check that out. You will not be sorry. It's, your, it's, 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 it's my favorite Steelers site, that's for sure, but I might be biased, but I, I think I have good taste, too, so please check it out. Now, let's check out the live chat. Speaking of checking things out, and of course, Jerry Devil, as always, he's 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 on a roll now. He's number one again tonight. First one in. Welcome, Jerry Devil. State of the Steelers. Very appropriate. He says, hey, Tony. Or maybe she says, hey, Tony. I don't know. Uh, George Teston, a regular Just Me, a legend. And she joins us tonight. Hello, Just Me. Steelers Pittsburgh, Kathy Ford. Steelers freak. (laughs) I love that name. Steeler chick 46. What a crew we have tonight. Danny Owens. I think I got everybody. Ryan O'Toole. And he says he's late. Nah, I've been rambling on Ryan. You're not late. You're just in time for some hopefully good Steeler talk. So the big news this week was on it happened on wednesday and that was the retirement of defensive lineman stefan to a 2014 second round pick out of notre, notre dame a very talented defensive lineman very dominant when he wanted when he i shouldn't say when he wanted to be when he was healthy uh the problem with stefan is you know he had, he had some injury issues and some of those things can't be helped like torn biceps things like like that Um, so he never quite reached his full potential. I don't think, but he was one heck of a player. He had one heck of a Steelers career and, uh, I'm, I'm sad from a Steelers fan perspective. I'm sad to see him retire, but you know, these things happen in the NFL. I mean, it happens all the time. Uh, players decide to retire after a certain time. Lynn Swan retired after nine years. Uh, Heath Miller, remember him? He retired. Uh, number uh, 2005 number one draft pick he retired after the what the 2015 season. he played 11 years i don't think anybody expected that these things happened um you know unfortunately for for Stefan to it it came on the heels of a a uh, a year-long absence from the team due to personal reasons we all know what the speculation has been about those personal reasons involving his brother the tragic death death of his brother and, and of course uh you know, there was talk of a knee injury. Nobody knows really the extent of it because they kept everybody in the dark, uh, as far as knee injury. And of course, of course, as far as the, uh, the family issue too. So nobody really knows the extent of it, but it seems to me that uh, to it was, he was undecided all of last year. He was undecided most of this offseason. In fact, if you talk to some of the players, well not you, but the media talked to, to his teammates, namely Cam Hayward and Tyson Alualu, and, and especially Alualu, he was kind of hopeful or, or believing that that To it would come back. I think Hayward said pretty much the same thing. So I think it was one of those deals where it was kind of almost like a last second thing. You know, he he might have been leaning towards coming back after thinking about it all all off season, but at the last moment he, he decided, you know what, I want to go in a new direction. He just graduated from Notre Dame. He got his, his uh, degree from Notre Dame. Uh, congratulations to him for that. It's a great school and, and it's a great accomplishment, especially, uh, once you begin your NFL career to, and, and you, you're making the, the, you made the money that he made during his career to, to have the ambition to go back to school and, and complete your degree and, and do something more outside of football to I me, mean, that's a, a, admirable. So, you know, I'm sure that factored in and who knows what else factored in, but the bottom line, when it comes to that is really, I mean, I, I've said, I've kind of maintained this, this, uh, opinion since last year, it was really, none of our business, the, the reasons why Stefan onto it was absent all of last year and, what his thought process was this entire offseason until he finally decided to, to make it official and retire. It really was none of our business. I'm not even that sure if it was his teammates business, to be honest with you. I mean, if it's something that's really, truly personal to him, uh, yeah, his teammates are are his friends and Cam Hayward talked about how they're, they're basically best friends. Their wives are really close. So they're going to have a bond probably for, for, for life. So, you know, but but not every, every coworker is your friend. So, you know, it, I'm not even sure if it's, if it, if it was their business, but um, you know, not to be too negative about the reactions and the speculation, I'm not, but the thing that really you know, stuck in my crawl was this, this notion, especially after he, he retired and made it official that, that he was going to, like he, he believed that he was going to do this all along, that, that he, he sat out all of last year and, you know, he was sitting back collecting a paycheck or paychecks and he, this was his plan. You know, he was that calculated that, he, you know, he was going to uh, take a full year salary, uh, not work, uh, string the Steelers along and then retire that to me, that, that was uh, something that, that I don't know. It just, it just didn't sit right with me. That people were saying that you know, somebody on the site, the, the other day described it as a uh, seems like a money grab to me, which I mean, a money grab that just seems so, so uh, irrational to me to, to make that kind of a statement, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure stuff onto it. Struggled with this decision. All of last season while he was out and all of this off season, this wasn't something where he was, I mean, first of all, he he, he him and his family suffered a, 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 you know, an epic tragedy. I mean, you know, I, I believe his mom witnessed the tragedy, his brother dying of a hit-and-run accident last year. So, I mean, that's a, a, just a, a tragedy. And the fallout from that for him, involving his family, for, just for him personally, losing his brother like that at such a young age, but at any age, uh, it's tragic, but at a young age and in that fashion, I mean, that's that's just awful. And, and then now you're, you're left with, you know, I don't know how many other siblings he has, but all this responsibility suddenly falls on him taking care of his mom. uh, And who, who knows what else involving his family, you know? So I don't know who knows what, what his brother's situation was as far as the family and what, and who he left behind. So, you know, all he's dealing with all that stuff and he's also trying to decide if he wants to continue to, to play professional football and, and to do that takes 100% dedication. And, you know, again, I'm pretty sure he was struggling with it. He wasn't like sitting back and, and uh, relaxing for an entire year and, and just, you know, going on vacation and, you know, so somebody in his position, you know, once you're done you're done when you're playing a a, a professional sport, like the, like, like football at the highest possible level, you know, there's only a certain amount of time you can do this. And once you're done, you can't go back like me. You know, I just turned 50 years old. If I just, if I said today, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to write anymore. I'm tired of it. I'm burned out. I don't want to do podcasts anymore. I'm burned out on podcasts. I can walk away from it for five, 10, 15 years and, and decide to do it again and in in the year 20, what, 2037, if podcasts are still a thing then, and if anybody reads anything anymore by 2037, you know, but football, baseball, basketball, hockey, you know, swimming, you name a, you know, tennis, you name a, a, a sport that you play at the highest level. Once you walk away, it's hard to come back. So this was not a decision, I believe, that he, he came too lightly. This was something he had to put a, an awful lot of thought into. And, and whether he led people to believe he was coming back or not, that's really his business. I mean, I've, I've, we, we, we've all had change, a change of heart about something, right? That last second change of heart where maybe you, 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 um, you surprised people, maybe you disappoint some people. Who knows? I don't know. We've all had that in our lives. I mean, it's, uh, money doesn't change being a human being. It doesn't change, uh, the things you go through. It might make it easier. You know, like Larry Richard, the uh, KDK morning host all, often says about money. It doesn't, it's not everything, but it takes the edge off. You know, mm-hmm. I get it, but just cause somebody's making a lot of money doesn't mean their life is, is easy. And I think Stefan to last year is a, is a great example of that or an unfortunate example of that. So, you know, like the, the, the things that, that and I, again, I realize they're millionaires and, and, and you know, their lives, as far as their finances are concerned, are much better than, than most of us, I would say. But like some of the things that these guys have to listen to, if they decide to pay attention to social media or, or to talk shows, to me, it's just my goodness, you know? And then we get mad when they, when they lash out. and you know, we call them immature. Oh, they're immature. Well, I mean, there's only so much you can take of that stuff. I mean, you know, back in the day during snail mail, when these players would receive snail mail, um, you know, they probably had to read a couple hundred a week of, you know, nasty. You know, I'm sure there were some good ones too, but nasty uh, letters. Well, today, if you're on social media and you're a high profile player, I mean, you're, 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 you're dealing with that millions of times a week, probably. Thousands of times a week anyway, where you're just constantly inundated with negativity people coming down on you people uh being irrational and and you know you're you're tweeting stuff like oh do you like sweet potato pie or 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 pumpkin pie and you're getting you're getting responses like you suck you fumbled you can't you, you won't be able to catch you to one of those pies because you're going to drop it because you're a horrible receiver you know so they deal with that all day long i mean that would eventually get to somebody after a while so you know, just because they're making a lot of money doesn't mean, you know, they 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 can just turn turn all that stuff off. It's not just a matter a matter of flipping a switch for some people. Some people can do it. Sidney Crosby, you would never know he was on social media. I don't even think he has an account. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, same way. A lot of these players can do it, but most can't because they're products of society, and and society is uh is built around social media <laughs> these days. So um, that's pretty much all I had to say about, about Stefan to it uh, as far as his decision and the reaction to it. Uh, again, I wish him all the best. I hope he, you know, goes on to have a great post NFL uh, career, whatever he's doing with his life's work. You know, Chuck no often talked about that. And this is a great example of somebody maybe wanting to make a uh, difference outside of football. Not that you can't make a difference in football, because I think a lot of professional athletes and collegiate athletes, they they can make a tremendous difference um, in the community, and they they have over the years. Regardless of what some people might think of, of professional athletes as a whole, and some people like to paint with the broad brush, to quote Mike Tomlin, but I think most professional athletes set great examples for their communities and for kids and for everybody. So good luck to Stefan to it. Um, as far as what should they do to replace him, you know, you know immediately after he announced his retirement, things shifted from uh, speculation about Stefan to his future immediately to what did they do now? And of course, the popular sentiment was uh, for them to go out and sign a veteran defensive lineman. And uh, I saw the lists, and really, none of them impressed me all that much. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure if if anybody who's still out there would would make that much of a difference for them. My philosophy, and it's my philosophy, obviously, I'm not working for the Steelers. And of course I'm not an X and O's guy. So what do I know? But I've always believed in, you know, you build with, with the draft, you build with young players. And they have such a young roster right now. They have one of the youngest rosters in the NFL. Uh, last year they were second. They might be number one right now. I, I don't know, but if it were me, and this is just me, I would, see what you have with the young guys that you already, I mean, they've brought in so many young defensive linemen over the last few years. Um, You know, Cam Hayward, they have Cam Hayward. uh, They have stuff. Tyson Alulu. He'll, he'll be back. We're not, nobody's sure if he's going to be the player he was the last two years before he got hurt. But as of right now, he's back. And I realized the median age for those two guys is 34. Cam's 33 Tyson Alou is 35 By the way Happy belated birthday Tyson Alulu, May 12th Just like me So I hope you had a great birthday So They're not going to be able To to Play You know All 60 minutes Every game No defensive lineman Does that anyway Whether they're young or old So they're going to have to Rotate in And out So I'm not saying that (coughs) Excuse me Too much talking I'm not saying that that you know uh they're gonna be in hundred percent of the snaps, and then they'll just have a third guy in there, but I think there are there are some intriguing options with the with the young guys obviously they they just drafted Marvin leal from texas a m and uh you know the thing that cracks up about, about the, the the opinion on him is when Tua retired, I heard more than one person say this well. If he wouldn't have left them hanging, meaning mean meaning to it, uh, they could have addressed the draft differently. But they drafted a lineman in the third round, and think what you want about the Marvin Leal, And I know he has his his weaknesses, his flaws, perceived flaws anyway, including maybe uh, rush uh, edge rush speed and the size to stop the run. But he came into his senior season as a as a highly thought of prospect and he was considered at least at the beginning of his senior year to be a a candidate to to get drafted in the top 10 or 15 and he lasted the third round. But I mean, he was in, he was in the top 50 as far as if you looked at the big boards, he was in that group pretty much the entire pre-draft process, if I remember correctly. So this is not a bad prospect. And what did Kevin Kevin Colbert say before the draft? And he said this more than once over the years. We want, meaning they, the Steelers. We want, or we expect, guys that we draft in the top three rounds to eventually be starters. Sooner rather than later. That's the goal. That's the projection for those guys. is to, Is to start start. Eventually, you know, Stefan Tuitt was a second round pick. Uh, Javon Hargrave was a third round pick, and they both became starters almost right away. So. To say that they, you know, that that without to it, they have no pedigree as far as an option. Well, Leal, obviously he's he's an unknown and he's gonna have to earn his keep. But there's an intriguing young prospect. They invested a lot, believe it or not, to bring in Isaiah Loudermilk last year in last year's draft. You know, they they face a lot of criticism for for trading away a traffic to move up to get him in the middle of the draft. And he he has one year of experience under his belt. He impressed some folks last year. Um, Montavious Adams, third round pick in 2017 by the Packers. He's bounced around the league. He really impressed at the end of the year last year. He's back. Obviously, Chris Chris Wormley is a veteran. Uh, He's a younger guy, uh, but he's he's been around. He's a former third round pick. Not great against the run, but he had seven and a half sacks last year. Um, Henry Mondeau uh, undrafted guy, you know, he, he showed a lot of, uh, uh, ability last year, at least as a, as a backup, Carlos Davis, seventh round pick two years ago. He's, his career has been kind of, kind of, uh, uh, hindered by injury uh, so far, but you know, there's, there's an intriguing young athlete, uh, the word coming out, out of college is that maybe he was he was under coach at Nebraska, or he was he was used the wrong way. I don't know, but I mean it's, he's coming into year three. He should be able to show something by now. So my point is, you have all these younger guys. Um, you have a young roster. Now that it has made his decision, maybe you can use this time now to get these guys some experience, and maybe you can find a, one or two starters for your future in this group and maybe in the meantime they can help this year playing alongside cam and 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 tyson olu that's the direction i would go to go out and, and and bring in one of these veterans and that's always the the popular cry after when 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 um a player retires or is cut or is is uh is injured go out and bring in a veteran that's 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 there's more of a demand for that now than, than there's ever been. I think, you know, cause of the popularity of the NFL, the 24, nature of, of the, of the league now. And all the fans having a voice. So there's always a cry for that, but I would per- personally, that's what I would do. I would, I would see what you have with these guys because really until you find a quarterback. And hopefully it'll be Kenny Pickett because they drafted him in the first round. But until you find your next bona fide starting quarterback, you really don't know what you have as a team as far as a, a true contender. Like you don't know if you're a true contender and you're probably not going to be a true contender until you find a, a really good starting quarterback. So I still think the Steelers are, are one of those teams that with a few bounces that go in the right direction a few calls that go in the right direction, they could be a 10 or 11 win team. But if, if some of those calls and, and bounces go the, the negative way, they could be a seven or eight win team. So that's what I, that's the kind of roster I think they have. Uh, does it does his, uh, his retirement hurt the defense? Well, of course it does. Of course it does. But the thing that encourages me is we saw how dominant this defense, it was just one game, but we saw how dominant it was with Alu, Alu in their, in their last year. And it seemed like his injury was the, the biggest downfall for the defense, especially against a run because we saw how the defense struggled against a run uh, at the end of the 2020 season when he missed a few games. So he's a very integral part to that defense into the, into the running game. So provided he comes back and, and, and that's, you know, there are no guarantees when you get to be 35 years old, but provided he could, he can give them the kind of uh, performance on the line that he did uh, in 2020, you know, mainly, then I think that's going to go a long way in making this d- defense a lot better, especially against a run. So, but you know, if, if both Hayward and Alulu stay healthy all year, and again, there are no guarantees then I think the line's going to be better this year simply because of that. Then you factor in these younger guys, maybe uh, with, with some more experience, they can um, start to, to grow and develop. And somebody mentioned this on Slack the other day. I think it might've been Dave Schofield. Uh, if you put Adams in there, uh, you know, in, in some packages, he can play nose tackle and a can slide over and play end defensive end. So there are options. You know, Adams, you know, he has pedigree. Leal, we don't, you know, he certainly has pedigree. And, you know, we don't know what kind of pro he's going to be. And What if he's a good kind of a pro, you know? I mean, we always like to think negative. But what if he's a really good young player, right? Louder Milk showed, showed me something last year. So there are possibilities there. So that's what I would do. I would, I would uh try to develop these guys and, and and try to continue to 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 maintain a a young roster you know bringing a, a veteran we've seen how many times that you know these guys they're not willing to accept a a reserve role once they once they uh get signed and not that every player is going to be like that but to me I think you're better off seeing what you have you know I mean If there's a bunch of guys still sitting out there in June, are they really that good at this point? I don't know. So those are my thoughts on stuff. So I will now take some time to answer some questions and comments, highlight some comments, and I'll start with Steelers Freak, who has a long one. Let's see what he has to say. It's from earlier in the show. And he says... He asks, the question I have is why not put Daniels at center so he can anchor the whole line? He has played the position before and is the best O-lineman on the team, but what do I know? I am the old grumpy guy. <laughs> well, that's a good question, uh, Steeler Freak. I don't know. I mean, um, he's mostly played guard, red guard uh, in the NFL as far as I know. Um... I think, honestly, I think they might be better off keeping him at right, right guard. And Mason Cole seems like a, at the very least, a serviceable center. So if he starts the season as, as, your, as your center, that's not bad. Um, and you have obviously Kevin Dotson, Moore, and, 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 and Shooks to round out the line. And if Kendrick Green can maybe uh, take a step this year, Maybe that's maybe maybe you know, I know he's very small and he has those issues with, with with his arms and everything and arm size. And maybe that's something you can't fix at the professional level, no, no matter how much coaching you do, no matter how much you change your technique, no matter how much you, you left in the gym, maybe there's certain things you just cannot improve at the at the pro level. I don't know. But I think the great the great thing about that Steeler Freak is is, is Daniels is versatile like that. So if they had to go to him uh they could do that so that's one good thing about that so that's that was a good question thank you for the question let's see what else we got down here she 46 says but my uh my pumpkin pie versus sweet potato pie Quote from earlier that she's hungry now for pie. I don't blame you. I'm pretty hungry too. I've only eaten once today. I'm not going to eat pie though. I'm trying to eat better, but I'll, I'll probably eat pie for the holidays when I'm when everything's uh. Not not to go off on a, on a on a sideways too much, but George Teston asks, never had sweet potato pie. Is it similar to pumpkin pie? I I think it's pretty similar. I like them both. I know it's a very po- polarizing subject on social media, but I like them both which is sacrilege to people who like one or the other, but I like them both. Give me either one, put some whipped cream on. It's simple carbs. I love simple carbs, which is why I'm trying to eat better because when I eat simple carbs, my pants feel tighter. But it's similar, I think, which again, might be a sacrilegious thing to say or a blasphemous thing to say to somebody who does not share that opinion. But I would try, I would give it a try. I think I think you would like it. Steel chick 46 says our offense needs meaning the Steelers offense needs to be better. So it can keep the defense fresher. That's I mean, Troy Polamalu said it. He's a first ballot hall of fame safety. He said years ago, 2009 or 10, I think it was 2009. The defense was struggling. And he said, Hey, look, most defenses, when they get exposed by being on the field too long, offenses figure out their tendencies and, It's a a detriment. So, if Troy Polamalu said that, who might argue? So, good point, Steeler chick. They you need to be able to establish a running game. You need to be able able to dominate or at least win time of possession. I think it would still be a good defense regardless, but it would be that much better if you're winning time of possession every week um, and keeping that defense fresh. Steeler freak says about the line. O-line. The issue is they have some guys that are good at the run while others the pass. No one has both. The offense will go hurry up to exploit, or the defense will go hurry up to exploit that. Oh, I'm, ta- I'm sorry, you're talking about the defensive line. I'm sorry, I, I read that wrong. Ste- Steeler Freak. Steelers freak. You're talking about the uh defensive line. Well, Cam's good at both. I mean, Cam's uh potential hall of famer. I think Alulu's a pretty darn good all-around lineman. The younger guys, I don't know a whole lot about them right now, which is why I think it'd be cool to see them get some uh some valuable time this year now that Tuit has retired. I think cuz eventually, I mean, you can keep bringing in veteran stopgap guys every year at different positions, but eventually you're going to have to no matter what position you're talking about whether it's quarterback, cornerback, safety, o-line eventually you're gonna have to find younger players and develop them and and hope that they can become starters so the stopgap veteran thing is good and all but i'm not sure if the steelers are that team right now where they have to go out and do that I mean, we, we've seen them do that in recent years but it's usually to bring in younger guys that, are, that have uh many years left like minka fitzpatrick Um, even miles Jack, somebody he's 26 years old. He's someone that can theoretically stick around for a while, but these guys that are just sitting out there 29, 30, 32 years old. I mean, at this point with where they are as an organization, kind of starting over after, uh, their franchise guy quarterback retired. I mean, is that really necessary now? I mean, when you were trying to do all that you could to win when you still had been Roethlisberger, maybe something like, like that made sense. But now, I mean, I think it's, it's it's, you know, the best teams, and I know the Rams are an outlier right now, the way they've been doing business, but the best teams traditionally are the younger teams. You know, I'll never forget um, the, the great Monday night game from 2018 between the Rams and the Chiefs, 54 to 44. It's a great game. My, my mom was watching it unbeknownst to me, and she called me or I called her. We, we talked. A couple of days later and she was like man i can't believe how young they all looked on on both teams i mean she likes the nfl i mean what a great mom right but i think she was kind of pointing to something that maybe we didn't want to accept at the time and that's like teams like the steelers and the patriots even were getting older and the younger teams were beginning to dominate and the chiefs and the rams have been dominant ever since so Um, a veteran stopgap. I think if you're one, if you're one or two players away, great, do it. Maybe, you know, that's been part of the Rams success. We see, we see younger teams who are on the cusp of contending, um, bringing in veterans to to help. But when you're a young team and you're, uh, you're kind of unproven and you're trying to figure out who you are, I think you need to continue to try to figure out who you are before you start bringing in uh, veterans like that. Let's see what else we scroll on down. What else we have here? There's still, there's still a lot of sweet potato pie talk out there and just me and others are helping uh, George Teston find a, a good sweet potato pie. So who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll become a, uh, a big fan of, of the, of the, of it. I, I recommend it. I, I mean, I'll eat anything. It's simple carbs. So, I mean uh, to me you can you can hand me either one and that bad boy will be gone in 10 seconds cuz I eat fast. And Ryan O'Toole says I think 500 is the absolute floor all caps he says for a Steelers team period. Ceiling is to be determined my guess is 11 wins minimum. Wow, that's that's optimistic there Brian um, Of course we all hope you're right. I mean that would be great it would probably mean a lot of things that the defense is, is dominant that the lines a lot better that Najee's Harris is having a great second year, but most importantly, they found a quarterback. So if they win 11 games minimum, the future is probably bright for your Pittsburgh Steelers. Mark Tobin says of the, of the Marvin Leal, he might be a two-way guy who can play inside and outside. Yeah. You never know what you have until, until the, uh, the guy steps out on the field, and at the, the professional level, I mean, obviously he's he's in good hands with uh, with Tomlin, with uh, um, gosh, Terrell <laughs> Austin. It's the offseason. I forget names, and of course Brian Flores, who's a defensive guru. So, uh, you know, they're going to be able to to to, and he's going to you know they're going to be able to to uh, and he has a decent a really good uh, uh, position coach in Dunbar. So he's in good hands. So if anybody can get the, the, the most out of Leal, I think it's these guys. Steelers Freak says that Brian Flores, he looks and talks angry. They need it. Well, maybe they do. Maybe they need a good swift kick in the you-know-what. You know, what. You know um, they've, they've often, players have, have, talked over the last two or three decades about, about coach Mitchell. Uh, He was a, I I think he's still with the organization, but for a time there, he was an assistant uh, defensive coach and he was tough. He would, uh, players would go home and it's what I've heard them say on the radio during interviews. They would would complain to their wives and girlfriends about coach Mitchell and how rough he was on them. But when it was all said and done, they all loved him. So, Maybe they need some of that. All right. Steelchick46 says Fitzmagic, meaning Ryan Fitzpatrick, retired. He did. He retired this week. I think he was 39, or he is 39. Never got to play for Pittsburgh. That's funny you say that because uh, he was often linked to to them after – Ben's injury. In fact, um, in the days after Ben Roethlisberger suffered his uh, season-ending injury, um, when word came came down <laughs> that they had traded for Mickey Fitzpatrick, it was remember it was that very same week. I texted my uncle, the Steelers traded number one pick for Fitzpatrick. And he texted back, "Why he sucks." He he's too old. He thought he meant, he he thought I meant Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I meant Minka, but he would have been a, you know, I think he would have been a decent backup here or maybe a stop. I mean, if they would have got him that year as a stopgap quarterback, they probably would have have done really well, but we'll never know now, but yeah, he had, he had a decent career. He was a, he was the uh, proverbial journeyman. He was with a, he played for a ton of different teams uh, the game I'll never forget with Fitzpatrick was earlier in his career. Uh, the 2010 season, the last year, Pittsburgh went to the Super Bowl. Um, that, it was uh, Pittsburgh against the Bills in Buffalo. The game went into overtime. Uh, early in overtime, Fitzpatrick hit a wide open receiver. He had a receiver wide open game for a game-winning touchdown in the end zone. And I forget who the receiver was, but he dropped the ball. And uh, that's the game I always remember when I when I think of Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he, he played for a lot of different teams. He had himself a nice NFL career. He made himself a lot of money. And, uh, you know, he seems to enjoy life. So kudos to Ryan Fitzpatrick. We should all be so lucky to have to be a to be a journeyman quarterback in the NFL. Christopher 11 says of uh, uh, Fitzpatrick, he's a smart dude. He he sure is. Harvard grad, as Steeler Freak uh, brings up. Jackie Davies says, I don't think he was very good. I mean, he wasn't great. Obviously, he was a journeyman quarterback. He's not going to the Hall of Fame, but he was okay. And Mark Tobin, speaking of retirement, uh, the great Frank Gore retired uh this year he signed a one-day contract with the 49ers and retired as a 49er i mean and and, and mark says Gore changed the narrative that running backs don't last long yeah i mean there are i mean adrian peterson's another one jerome bettis uh you know, you know there are a lot of uh, running backs that have lasted fred taylor lasted a long time you know uh they don't all they don't all uh uh, run out of steam at 25, 26 years old. So, you know, speaking absolutes, when you, when you bring in a guy like Najee Harris and say, oh, he'll be done by by the time he's 25, 26, they won't even give him a second contract. You don't know that. You don't know that. He might be around for 12, 13 years. John Riggins was around for a long time. You know, Franco Harris. I mean, people, comp- you know, often criticized him for, for running out of bounds instead of taking a, a hit and then falling out of bounds. But, I mean, he when he retired, he he had the most carries in the history of the NFL, and he was second in yardage. So, you know, he had a, a what, 12, 13-year career. So it can happen. You know, Jerome Bettis, I mean, you know, he, he put his body through a lot. I mean, he was, he was overweight. Uh, he was often injured, you know, after a game. Uh, it would take him the entire morning next morning to get out of bed and get downstairs but he managed to last in the nfl and when he retired he was the what the fifth leading running back of all time ladanian tomlinson curtis martin emmett smith you know there are a lot of examples out there of running backs who 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 are durable it's not just all right they're done in three or four years i mean we've we've adopted that Narrative too much with a lot of these players In recent years The whole dime a dozen thing With receivers now Just like it was, it's was. it been with running backs the last few years Now it's receivers So, State of the Steelers says Will you be attending any games, Tony? Well, I don't know It all depends um, You know, I'm not going to lie I don't, I, I'm not rich So, you know, it's hard to It's hard to Off for me often to justify a hundred $120 ticket to a game. I mean, I'm not one of those people that, you know, what I do is I, I park my car a mile or so away and then I walk to the stadium and, and I don't buy concessions. Cause I, I mean, I can go three hours without eating maybe a beer, but not even that sometimes, but still it's a lot of money, 100, 120 bucks for a game. So I don't know. We'll see. I often get, get get offered some free preseason tickets, and maybe I'll go to one of those this year. We'll see. How about you, State of the Steelers? Are you going to any games? Are you going to training? Anybody going to training camp out there? It's only uh, about seven miles away, and we still have more more uh, pie talk, caramel apple pie. Man, I'm getting hungry. So what else we have here before I, before I bid you adieu? my favorite uh, people, talk, uh, uh Steeler freak said AP and somebody else said favorite running back. Mine growing up was, was um, Eric Dickerson loved him. My favorite non-Steeler player ever. Eric, I st- I love, I just love the guy loved him. Mm-hmm. I followed him everywhere. When he's with, with the Rams, he didn't get an adequate raise there. So they traded him to the Colts, followed him there. Kind of lost track a little bit after that, you know, he, Went to Atlanta. Uh, but my favorite, I still have his rookie card. I love I love him. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a running back. If you can, if you can imagine that. I think you know, I was running like a six, seven, forty, but I wanted to be a running back. My favorite position as a kid. Eric, and I loved Eric Dickerson. So all right. Claude Bishop says $120 ticket. It's a cheap ticket and a cheap seat. Ain't that the truth, Claude? It is. Nothing is uh, nothing is ever cheap anymore, so. All right, on that note, I'm gonna call it a night. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you had a, gr- I hope it was a great show. I hope you learned something, hope I learned something. And uh, until I talk to you again, which will be on Monday with Brian and, and Shannon on the hangover. I hope you have a great weekend. And remember, don't forget, check out our whole family of podcasts, both live and the audio, and check out Behind the Still Current, the website. And um, have a great weekend and go Steelers. Goodbye, everybody.